Well, howdy y'all. Welcome here to Once Upon a Time in Texas. This is episode number 52. That's right, folks. One whole year of doing my goofy little podcast, and I've been getting some feedback from folks, uh, say they enjoy it, and, uh, you know, and I, I hope you guys do. Keep giving me the feedback. It keeps me pumped up and ready to do this. This does take a lot of time, and, uh, you know, but I sure enjoy doing it. So, you know, the weather's still been a little up and down here in North Texas. I think uh, all the freezing is done, at least for now. It's, it's still getting pretty chilly, but we are getting some rain and such at this point. And so, uh, yeah, you know what? It's good. I'll, I'll take it this week. We've been getting rain for the last, I don't know, couple of days, three days, something like that. And uh, rain or mist, it hasn't been very heavy. It's a good soaking rain which ought to be good for our yards and trees and stuff, you know, coming up in the spring. So, yeah, good time to be in Texas, I think. So, have you, I can't talk today, sorry guys. Have you ever heard of a bum steer? So what about the bum steer awards done by the uh, Texas Monthly Magazine yearly? Where does this term come from, and why does Texas Monthly use it? Let's, let's take a look, and let's talk about a few bum steer awards from Texas Monthly for 2024. So before we take a gander at this uh, term and Texas Monthly Magazine and why it uses it, I'd like to thank our sponsors, which is me and Victory Home Loans. I know there are tons of people moving around Texas, Oklahoma, uh, and really about anywhere since we can do uh, 15 states now and we're looking for more. So pretty much just period at this point, if you know somebody moving and looking or and or looking to buy a house, man, send them my way over to themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. Even if I'm not licensed um, in that state, I can help point them in the right direction I've got friends all over the country and lots of friends in the mortgage business. So start them out with me, themichaelmitchell.com, and send them, uh, send them my way. Like I said, Victory Home Loans does cover 15 states total. And so, yeah, I can help you out a lot. <laughs> so remember, when you work with me in Victory Home Loans, I sell dreams, not mortgages, because who really wants a mortgage? Like, I get it. I'm out there peddling, you know, something that nobody wants, but that's okay. Something that a lot of people need, and I get it. So, yeah, I like to focus on the dreams, and most people do have a dream of owning a home. So let me help them out. Again, send them to themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. Let's get into this podcast. One year. Man, this has been wild. And so I don't know if I've ever told y'all, really the way this started is I kind of wanted to do a podcast for a while. And, um, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do it on. And then, you know, I was in teaching for five years and I thought, well, I'll do a podcast on teaching. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, not everybody will be into that. 
And then, you know, I got into the mortgage stuff and I thought, you know what? I'll do a podcast on mortgages. That'll be interesting. Yeah, no, I listened to a couple other podcasts on mortgages and uh, not super exciting. (laughs) Not something I wanted to talk about. And so I was up doing some training at United Wholesale Mortgage, which is one of the big wholesale mortgage companies we work with a lot. And they said, oh, well, yeah, doing a podcast is great. And keep in mind, you don't have to do it on mortgages. You can do it on anything. And, you know, just have it sponsored by your mortgage company. And I thought, well, heck, now what am I going to do it on? And so I get back here to my broker at the time, uh, Miss Debbie Dobbins. And we were sitting and talking, and I was telling her all about the history of, you know, Wichita Falls and surrounding area, just all kinds of stuff that I'd learned from my years growing up here, also working for the Boy Scouts here. And she goes, Mike, this is just fascinating stuff. You love history. You love Texas. Why not do a podcast on that? And my mind was blown. I was like, you know what? That's a genius idea. And so that is how Once Upon a Time in Texas came into being. Now, we did have some disagreements about the name. Debbie was not a huge fan of the name, um, but I was pretty adamant about it. She finally just said, you know what? It's your podcast. Do what you want to do. (laughs) So, uh, love Debbie. And Debbie, if you hear this, uh, thank you. Appreciate you um, for kind of kicking me in the rear end and getting it done. Really, finally, she just said, you know what? You just uh, need to put it out in the universe. That's how she always said things. You just need to put it out in the universe and put a date down and just decide, by God, you're going to start. And I didn't know what I was doing. Didn't even have a mic. I think my first couple I did off of my, uh, like my webcam. (laughs) So, um, but pretty much not much has changed. I did get a better microphone. I have been using Podbean from day one and they're pretty good. And, uh, Yeah, pretty much you guys just get the raw podcast. You know, if I cough or clear my throat or you hear the dog bark in the background, like it is what it is. I don't do a lot of the fancy. I just like to get in here and do it and just share a few of the things that I, you know, look up and find interesting. So let's jump into this this week. So what is a bum steer and why would Texas Monthly, which we'll talk a little more about, call it the bum steer award. So a lot of y'all who know me knew or know that I grew up riding horses a lot. We were always working out on ranches, you know, helping friends and family work cattle, Um, you know, horses and building fence. And I mean, I wouldn't say that I lived the cowboy life all through, you know, high school and everything, but we, you know, we did a lot of the cowboy type stuff, you know, small town, Texas stuff. And, you know, for those of y'all that don't know, a steer is a castrated bull or male calf. You know, why would we do that? Well, I mean, we don't want every young male calf that's born to grow up to be a reproducing bull. So, you know, you kind of pick the best of the best or the best looking ones and then you uh, chop the other one's testicles off and make them a steer so they can't reproduce. 
The other part of that is, you know, steers are raised for meat. And so if they don't have as much testosterone and stuff, basically they put on more weight for meat. And so that's kind of, you know, how it works. If you aren't growing them to reproduce, then, you know, make them put on more meat. You can feed more people. So me being the doofus that I am, I just always assumed that the Texas Monthly Bum Steer was a steer that had maybe gotten hurt and needed to be put down or, you know, something along those lines. But basically a, a steer that wasn't any good anymore. And uh, so I'm hoping you guys kind of follow me on that logic. I just assumed, you know, Texas Monthly bum steer. We're talking about, you know, people say they have a bum knee or something. I just assume that's what we're talking about. And steer, obviously we're talking about cattle. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not really. Apparently that's wrong. Bum steer has been around for a while, long before Texas Monthly. And so basically what I found is to steer comes from steering a ship, a sailing vessel. And a bum steer is basically to go the wrong direction. And in slang, it now means bad information or guidance. And so I thought that was interesting. And I could not find where Texas Monthly specified that that's kind of where they got it. Maybe it is the cow thing. I don't know. Uh, if somebody from Texas Monthly hears this, you know, you might just call me and let me know. And I'll, I'll fill in, you know, all my listeners. So... That's kind of where it comes from, at least, you know, what you can find on the old interwebs. So Texas is a unique place, and that includes our unique magazines about our fair state. And one of the best and probably widely read and circulated magazines in Texas is, in fact, Texas Monthly. It's a great magazine. My mother reads it religiously, and it is just chock full of interesting articles and facts and stories about Texas. Um... Some of my podcasts have been inspired by some of the uh, articles that I've seen in Texas Monthly, and I certainly don't want to poach what they do, um, but I do like seeing what they've come up with, and I kind of take what they've got, do my own research, and make it into my own. And so I would like to say that the information in this podcast today did mostly come from the Texas Monthly website. Um, which is texasmonthly.com and uh, the January 2024 edition of Texas Monthly Magazine. Again, I encourage everyone in or moving to Texas to get a subscription. And if you live outside of Texas and just love Texas, you know, go ahead and get a subscription too because they, they've really got some cool stuff. I love reading the magazine too. So Texas Monthly is founded in 1973 and their first Bum Steer Awards come out in 1974. From the research that I could find, the first Bum Steer of the Year award went to Janie Briscoe for her statement to the housewife, uh, another housewife, whose Plainview home had been completely devastated by a tornado. They were standing outside, gazing at the only standing features left of the house, which was a chimney and a potted plant holding a wilted pansy. Mrs. Briscoe looks at the, uh, the homeowner, or I guess former homeowner, and says, I think you've been watering that plant too much. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so that's uh, the first bum steer award. The, the first, you know, overall yearly award. So I thought that was interesting. And so for the rest of this, I'm going to focus on the 2024 bum steers. And uh, you can jump on texasmonthly.com. Um, they have several great articles. They even have one from January 2006 that talks about all the top bum steers from each year up until that point. And then you can also actually read all of the past articles uh, going clear back to 1974. Uh, it's great fun. You guys can spend a whole day reading uh, several days probably. But anyway, we're going to focus on 2024. So the top 2024 Bum Steer Award goes to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. So Dan Patrick is an interesting character and really he has set up um, quite the you know political position. He's in a good spot. So this past year was one of the crowning achievements for Lieutenant Governor uh, Dan Patrick having taken almost complete control of the 31-member state Senate over which he presides, and he's accomplished nearly everything he set out to do a decade ago, and the Republican Party of Texas has more or less rebuilt around him. Um, his remodeling of the, of the Senate culminated this year with the acquittal of his longtime ally, Ken Paxton. After an impeachment trial that made public, made the public, um, gave them overwhelming evidence that the attorney general had used the power of his office to benefit a campaign donor and personal crony. Patrick maintained the pretense of impartiality throughout the entire trial and then at the end dispelled any notion of it with a fiery speech in which he condemned the prosecution and argued that his Senate had saved the state. He says, and I quote, We are the envy of the world. We are the America that all America used to be. This was a big deal. Like, when all of this came out, it was like, Oh, Ken Patrick is going away. He's definitely getting thrown out of office. I'm sorry, um, not Ken Patrick. Jeez, Ken Paxton. Um, the attorney general and it all came out and everybody kind of went, Whoa, this is pretty damning evidence. Like no way he's getting out of this. And then like a shock to the system at the end, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick comes in and goes, Nope, he's good to go. <laughs> I mean, it just blew everybody away. So yeah, uh, Texas Monthly named the uh, the top 2024 bum steer award and given to lieutenant governor dan patrick there's some other things in the article but that was kind of the big damning evidence that i remember uh elon musk our good buddy elon uh, is a runner up and for several reasons so first has to do with this purchase of twitter uh, renaming it to x and basically turning it into a useless platform says texas monthly um, he's also turned it into a $4 billion company, which is nothing to sneeze at. Trust me. I'm sure many people that listen to this go, well, I wouldn't mind owning a $4 billion company. And normally I would agree, except the fact that he paid $40 billion for it. Yeah. 
40 billion, like four zero. And now it's a $4 billion company. So kind of losing on that. It's also come to light that he blocked Ukraine's access to his uh, Starlink internet, you know, the satellite internet stuff, because he disagreed with the nation's military strategy. Um, he also had a rocket that blew up and spread debris all over Boca Chica Beach here in Texas. And then there is the, you know, Tesla. And over 700 Teslas have crashed while their drivers were using the autopilot mode. That was a big deal. It was kind of all over the all over the news. But it doesn't stop there. Oh, no. He took a trip in September down to the border, Eagle Pass specifically, and he wore a big black cowboy hat and tried to get on to get in on the whole immigration debate. And uh, I, I didn't see much about that, to be honest. But my understanding is he kind of failed miserably to get in on that. So just basically a rough year for Elon Musk. But you know what? Um, I, I, I guess, I mean, I, I still think that he's doing some cool stuff. Like, he's got some cool ideas. And whether you agree with electronic or electric vehicles or not, EVs, I mean, you have to admit, there's quite a bit of stuff on Teslas that's pretty dang cool. You know, so uh, cool stuff happening there. I'm not an EV guy, and I'm not going to explain myself as to why. I'll just say that I love my F-250 King Ranch that I have. And uh, yeah, but I definitely think EVs have, uh, have their place, and I think Tesla's doing some pretty cool things. So, you know, overall, Elon Musk, I guess uh, some folks might think he's a little crazy, but, you know, I guess a lot of geniuses are. Howard Hughes was a bit on the crazy side, too. So, I don't know. Elon, if you hear this, you know, man, keep doing what you're doing and uh, keep making cool stuff. Because as a former science teacher, my wife being a science teacher, we dig it. Keep it up. Other runners up, of course, were uh, a Texas... Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton for a lot of the stuff that I mentioned on the Dan Patrick and also Texas A&M University for a bunch of various things um, that weren't particularly amusing, so I just kind of left them out. So here are some interesting headlines from 2023 that I wanted to mention. Uh, not headlines, actually, it's just little blurbs on the stories. And I did pull these straight out of Texas Monthly, and uh, I'll just add in my take on some of these. So Number one, a special education kindergarten teacher in Humble, Humble spelled H-U-M-B-L-E, that's pronounced humble everywhere else, but it's Humble, Texas, which is just northeast of Houston, resigned after school administrators discovered she had given melatonin gummies <laughs> to students she found hard to manage. <laughs> I mean... Okay, guys, I was a 5th, 6th, and 7th grade science teacher for five years, and uh, I never thought about melatonin gummies, but I, I kind of seriously considered maybe adult-dose Benadryl um, <laughs> for a lot of these students. I, if you've never been in the classroom, I'm sure some of y'all are going, that's horrible. But for those of y'all that have been in the classroom, you're probably going... I, I feel what she was doing. Like, I totally get it. Not saying it was right. I'm just saying, totally get you. 
So, uh, number two, a Houston news channel revealed that Coffee City, which is about 20 miles southwest of Tyler, Texas, and having a population of about 250 people, employed over 50 police officers, more than half of whom had been terminated from, suspended from, or demoted by other departments in Texas for misconduct. That's interesting. So if you're down around Coffee City, probably ought to keep an eye out for the uh, police there. Number three, an assistant coach of a women's bowling team at Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches resigned after it was revealed that he had an affair with a team member and a situation made more complicated by the fact that he was, in fact, married to the team's head coach. Sounds like not a good deal. But I don't know. I mean, uh, bowling women's bowling coaches may be in short demand, maybe a pretty hot commodity. Uh, number four, I remember hearing about this. To deter loitering, littering, and panhandling, a 7-Eleven owner in Austin started playing opera at ear-blasting volume outside his store 24 hours a day because he claimed studies have shown that opera music is annoying. (laughs) Oh, man. I did remember hearing about this. This guy had a lot of uh, problems with, you know, vagrants and people sitting around outside and kind of trashing his store. And uh, he had noticed a big decline in sales and stuff like that because nobody wanted to come to his store. And uh, I kind of remember reading that he had asked the city to do something about it and basically didn't get anywhere. And uh, so he took matters into his own hands and it worked. And I don't know, he may still be doing it. I don't know. But uh, I just love it. Studies have shown that opera music is annoying. (laughs) I don't know. It could have been his own study. I don't know. Uh, Number five, the school district in the Dallas suburb of Mesquite Fired a substitute teacher who, and again, teachers, you guys are going to laugh and go, I can see this. For those of y'all who have not taught, you're going to say this is horrible. This substitute teacher ran a fight club inside her middle school classroom where she posted a lookout at the door and encouraged students to brawl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't hear about this, but I don't know if she was taking bets and stuff like that, but we may never know because as you guys know, the first rule of Fight Club is we don't talk about Fight Club, (laughs) which I mean, I laugh because I did joke with one of the principals that I worked for and I said, listen, these kids are going to fight. Why don't we turn a negative into a positive? We'll get them the big inflatable boxing gloves and they can set up fights in the gym after school. Now, here's the win-win. They get to go down and beat each other up with these inflatable gloves, you know, and and you would have a ref just like, you know, a boxing match. But then we could also sell tickets to students. So then it turns into a fundraiser. Um, You know, she wasn't thrilled with the idea, and uh, I guess I can see why, but... I don't think she found it as amusing as I did. (laughs) So I still laugh. 
laugh about it. Sorry, I got the hiccups a little bit. So number six, because 28 of 33 seniors, this was another big one, 28 of 33 seniors failed to meet academics or attendance requirements and were not eligible to receive diplomas, the high school in Marlin, Texas, about 30 miles southeast of Waco, had to postpone its graduation ceremony. And I think they postponed it to like July or early August. I'm not sure. But this was a big, big deal. And a lot of it had to do with, I mean, a lot of kids just weren't showing up uh, or they hadn't passed. And it's like, oh, only five of our kids are eligible to graduate. And uh, yeah, there was a whole lot to that story. Y'all have to look it up. That was interesting. Number seven. The school district in Melissa, Texas, 40 miles north of downtown Dallas, unveiled, this was also a big deal, they unveiled a $35 million, 10,000-seat, state-of-the-art football stadium. But that's not all. They also had a $23 million practice facility that, at least for now, is going to serve a student body of about 1,300 students. Seems a little extreme. However, for those of y'all that go, oh, that is so stupid. I I would agree, because I'm not a big football fan and all that. I think I've stated that. But the I-35 corridor, as they call it, does run to downtown Dallas, and everything down that way is exploding. So realistically, this was probably a good move for that school district. As dumb as it sounds, it was probably a good move because they're growing. Everything down there is growing. So number eight, during the House Committee, I'm sorry, during the Texas House Committee hearing, Collin County Representative Jeff Leach called on someone who had signed up to speak only to discover that the man was a process server who notified Leach in front of everybody that he was being sued for defamation of character by a conservative activist. (laughs) You talk about pretty brazen. You walk in there, you sign up for a Texas House Committee hearing, and then you serve the guy, saying you are being called into court and you're being sued. Wow. Number nine, two emperor tamarind monkeys that were stolen from the Dallas Zoo were found 36 hours later in a closet at an abandoned house about 15 miles away. Also, number 10, at the Dallas Zoo, they were forced to close for the better part of a day when personnel discovered that a clouded leopard had escaped its enclosure. Yeah, I'm sure that was like, uh uh-oh. It was found on the zoo grounds later that same day and I guess returned to its enclosure and the problem fixed. But a clouded leopard, probably not something you want running around with a, a bunch of people. And I didn't notice if it was reported at roughly the same time, but also, number 11, the Dallas Zoo reported that an endangered lappet-faced vulture was found dead in its enclosure from an unusual wound and injuries. Yeah, I read that and then about the clouded leopard, and I kind of wondered if that happened on the same day. I don't know, it didn't say. Number 12, after reports of possible injuries caused by one of its products, Austin's Amplify snack brands pulled from its shelves its 
Pocky, I think I'm saying that right, P-A-Q-U-I, Pocky One Chip Challenge, which consisted of a single tortilla chip dusted with two of the world's hottest chili peppers and encased in a package emblazoned with a skull. (laughs) Okay, you have to admit, sometimes people are stupid. And I know this because my last year of teaching... The the class that I had right after lunch, several of the boys and girls actually came in red-faced, coughing, hacking, snot pouring out of their nose, tears rolling down of their eyes or out of their eyes. And I thought, oh my God, like all I could think was that somebody had pepper sprayed them or something had happened in the school And like all these kids are coughing and hacking. One went over and threw up in the trash can. And then finally, one boy, and I forget his name, comes strolling in and he's got a big smile on his face. And I said, what is going on? And he said, I grew some really hot pea peppers at home and uh, brought them to school. (laughs) And a bunch of the kids... Um, decided to take his challenge that they couldn't eat one without coughing and hacking and carrying on. And so, like, it was bad enough. I had to call the nurse down to check out some of the kids. I'm like, you guys are idiots. (laughs) Why don't you just do this after school? So, you know, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. So, Amplify Snack Brand, sorry to hear that you had to do that, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Number 13, I did not hear about this one, but I thought it was interesting. After learning that Matthew McConaughey's mother and Woody Harrelson's father, um, both Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are from Texas. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, I I think, was born in Austin area. I don't remember. Uh, Woody Harrelson, I'm pretty sure, was born in Midland. Um, Anyway, Matthew McConaughey's mother and Woody Harrelson's father knew each other in the biblical sense, many years ago, Maury Povich offered to come out of retirement to conduct a DNA test to confirm whether or not the True Detective co-stars were actually half-brothers. I didn't see any more about this. I don't know if it was ever done. So y'all have to go look it up. Number 14. A recent study found that 90% of Texas beaches tested for fecal bacteria were contaminated, and at hazardous levels. Hmm. Makes you want to go swim in the Gulf Coast. Number 15, a Texas Department of Transportation commissioner, known as Mr. Transportation, who had resigned from his post in 2018, continued for another five years to get monthly paychecks for a total of nearly $92,000. When he was asked about this, he said, It is not my place to be involved in a post-mortem discussion of what could or should have been done differently. (laughs) Wow. Good for him. Uh, Number 16, customs inspectors at the border crossing in Presidio, um, which is about four hours southeast of El Paso, caught a man trying to smuggle into Texas 17.8 17.8 pounds of cocaine. But 
it wasn't that he was trying to smuggle in cocaine. That that happens fairly regular. They catch a lot of them. But this had, in fact, been stuffed into four large, hollowed-out wheels of cheese. <laughs> I guess uh, the cheese was meant not to throw off the custom inspectors. Actually, it was probably for the dogs. It was probably a type of really stinky cheese. Um, so, yeah. And number 17, a high school teacher in Granbury, about 38 miles southwest of Fort Worth, also worked as an armed school marshal. So basically you, you have a teacher and then they have school marshals, um, people that have been trained and carry a gun. Uh, most of them are, uh, they're not anonymous, but only a few people in the school know who's carrying. And he was suspended and had his law enforcement certification revoked after he absentmindedly left his handgun sitting in the faculty restroom. Big no-no. Big no-no. There was a Lifetime Achievement Award for this year, and I would like to read it out. This is what it states, and I quote, Whereas Raphael Edward Ted Cruz has served as the junior senator for Texas for what seems like forever, but actually is only 11 years, and fell for an obviously photoshopped tweet of a shark supposedly swimming in a flooded L.A. roadway, tweeted, holy crap, and portrayed himself in a PR stunt as outraged over a liberal beer limit that doesn't exist, saying, well, I gotta tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. And Lord help him, congratulated the Dallas Rangers, I think they meant Texas Rangers, on their American League pennant win, be it resolved that Texas Monthly bestows upon the senator a special GOMI, G-O-H-M-I-E, award, which was named after the hapless former Texas Congressman Louis, or Louis Buller Louis Gomert, Jr., and welcomes him to the Bum Steer Hall of Fame. End quote. There you go. So, but it's not all bad. A lot of those are bad. Some of them were kind of funny. But I do want to pick out a couple here that were kind of fun. Uh, the Houston Zoo's oldest resident, Mr. Pickles, is a 90-year-old endangered tortoise welcomed three babies, Dill, Gherkin, and Jalapeno, with his 53-year-old wife, Mrs. Pickles. Uh, another story says the Royal Air Force flew Tally, a Kemp's Ridley sea turtle, which is the smallest and most endangered sea turtle uh, species primarily found in the Gulf of Mexico, back to Texas two years after an ocean current swept her across the Atlantic to Wales, where she was rescued by a dog walker. She was released back into her natural habitat from a Galveston beach in September. That's kind of cool that the uh, Royal Air Force would do that and fly them back. And then uh, another one, two escaped show goats traipsed through a Houston area target before Harris County deputies safely corralled them. Now, guys, show goats is a big deal. When I was out in West Texas, I remember one of my scout leaders, I, I met with him first, and he said he'd been very busy. He had been investigating a murder 
And I said, a murder, really? And he said, well, it was actually like, I don't remember what the number was, like 12 or 16. And it was in this little town in Merchant, Texas. And I was like, what? How is that not making national news? Like Merchant is a little tiny town. You know, whatever it was, 12 or 16 murders, that's crazy. Like, what happened? And he starts talking to me about it. And, and he tells me somebody's dog in town got loose and broke into someone's show goat barn and had killed a big number of goats. And so I stood there looking at him, obviously with a stupid look on my face. And I finally said, are you serious? And he said, dude, you don't understand, do you? You don't know show goats. And I said, I, in fact, do not. And he said, some of these show goats were worth like $40,000 plus. <laughs> so there was a lot of money on the line from whoever's dog it was. So yeah, there you go. Bum Steer Awards and interesting news stories. Thanks to Texas Monthly, their magazine and their website, texasmonthly.com. They do an amazing job. Seriously, go check them out. Get a subscription. So there you have it, though. That's the Texas Monthly Bum Steer Awards 2024. They're always fun. Mom loves it, and I love reading them, too. And there, I will tell y'all, go out and see if you can get the January magazine, because there's a whole lot more in there to read. I only pulled out maybe 15%. There's a whole lot more in there to read, and it's all fascinating and interesting. So Texas Monthly, keep it up. Y'all go out and buy it. So what do y'all think? Let me know what other weird, uh, off-the-wall or interesting Texas history you'd like to hear about. I want to thank our sponsors again, me and Victory Home Loans. Keep in mind, if you know someone just moving anywhere, looking to buy a home, send them my way, themichaelmitchell.com. Like I said, if we aren't licensed in one of the states that they're moving to, I can still help them get in touch with the right people. Remember, I sell dreams, not mortgages. I love making people laugh and smile, and I really love helping people get into homes of their own. That's a big deal. So there you go. One full year, 52, of Once Upon a Time in Texas podcast. You'll give me some feedback. Let me know what you think, because um, I really want to know. I get a little bit of feedback from a few folks, but I want to hear it. If y'all are out there listening on the old interwebs, because I see y'all come from all over the country and world, shoot me a message. You can jump on to uh, themichaelmitchell.com. Um, there's a way for you to email me there. You can find me at Once Upon a Time in Texas Facebook groups and pages. Send me a message through Facebook. Um, and for those y'all that know me and have my phone number, give me a call. I would love to hear your feedback. So thank y'all again for tuning in and making this one year go by very quick. As always, remember, y'all, the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Y'all have a great week, and let's make Once Upon a Time in Texas a great 2024.